welcome back to the next episode of The Cruciform Life. I'm joined again by Ben and Pat, and we're going to continue our conversation on what the cruciform life is and biblical manhood as we uh, discussed that in the previous episode. And uh, Pat's got some things that, that have been on his heart the last few days, and he's going to kind of start us off and, and share a bit of what's been on his heart lately. So go, why don't you take it away, Pat? Hey, guys. So, yeah, um, something that's really been on my heart a lot lately is um, really uh, when it comes to manhood, uh, what signifies a true biblically strong man and um, just what kind of characteristics and um, like like what that looks like as we walk out our daily lives. Um so this verse has, has, has really been on my heart lately and thank God um, has really been speaking me through it. Um, it would be first Peter um, five, five through 10. Um, it says, likewise, you are, you who are younger, be subject to the elders, clothe yourselves, all of you with humility toward one another for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will him, himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. I just want to say, like, after after reading that, like, while the world teaches that independence signifies strength, the word teaches that dependence on God is an indication of true strength. That is true strength. Yeah. That is where your strength as a man, as yeah. a godly leader should come from. Jesus, the ultimate man of strength, of strength, submitted to the authority of God with his entire life. He experienced every temptation, every, every, every temptation that we experience and lived it perfectly. Um, the, the world views submission as a sign of weakness. I know it does. And we all know that. Scripture teaches, however, that submission to God is Christ-like, and it's an indication of significant strength. Following Jesus closely may not have um, you, you labeled or characterized by your worldly manliness, um, but looking like Jesus is the mark of a true biblical man. Right. Um, yeah. That's so good, <clears throat> especially because of the way that in culture today, submission, not just like, Pat, what you're saying, where it's viewed like, in terms of a man as a weakness, but I mean, mm -hmm. look at the way that submission is just completely tarnished when, you know, like for our wives, like what they have to hear. And I know that this yeah. is a podcast about men and our manhood, but I'm just saying that submission for us starts with us completely surrendering to Christ. And that's what allows for our wives to completely submit to us. And as, exactly. as, awful as a thought as that is that w for the amount of times that we duff it they have to continue to submit to us but you right. know it not looking like the world is is the the true mark in my opinion and i think that i don't mean to steal one of your thoughts pat but i think it was something you said earlier and it's something that like i 
I've been hearing, I was listening to a sermon uh, from Matt Chandler and he was saying the motivating force of biblical masculinity is love. And yeah, that's so good. where do we first see that other than Christ and God loving his creation enough that he would rescue them from themselves. And, you know, I, I think that what we do for our wives, for our kids, for the places that we're involved in, it all has to stem, it all has to start out of love. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that that's where, that's where I'm at on that. And I, I love what you shared, Pat, because that, that honestly, we need to be cognizant of that. Mm -hmm. I also want to say this, that I think it's really important for like us as men in order for us to um, lead as God has called us to, we have to be, I guess, I, I guess I want to use the word fulfilled. Like we yeah. have to be fulfilled and we have to be happy with ourselves. Is that, if that makes any sense before we start, um, before we can lead anybody or, um, you know, especially our, our own kids or our wife. Um, and the only thing that can fulfill us is God. Um, you know, right. out of that, that is where you become a better spouse, a better coworker, yeah. a better brother, a better friend. Um, you have to be fulfilled in something. You have to be happy with yourself first. And that only comes from being fully satisfied in God and not anything from the world. Um, you know, um, I just, I shared this a while back at um, our, sort of a small men's retreat we had uh, um, from our church. And um, there was a question asked by one of our brothers that said, uh, he's kind of like, how do I, basically, how do I um, implement God like throughout my whole life and not just like in one area? And I kind of brought this thought into my head is like when I was growing up, um, kind of what was instilled in me were like the classic like priorities on how you should live. It would be like faith. And then next is school or work. And then like your hobbies um, or faith, family, work, um, you know, your important kind of steps. But like it really hit me like when I got saved was like, no, it's it's God. It's God. It's God yeah. in every single one of those and making sure that you are honoring God and bringing glory to him in every aspect of your life. Like, um, like that's biblical manhood in my mind when I think of it. Yeah. And I, and I think that it's important to recognize that we can't do that on our own. <laughs> yeah. right? Like we can't, we can't pursue God without God. Yeah. Right. Us, right. And we, none of us got to the position that we're in, in our relationship with God without God first pursuing us. Right. And I think that's where we have to kind of step back and recognize that yes, it's our pursuit of God, but God pursues us in every aspect of our life in, in the way that um, we view uh, our world, you know, God pursues us in that the way that we view our job, God uh -huh. pursues us in yeah. that the way that we lead our family, God pursues us in that and, and wanting to lead us so we can lead well. And um, I, I think it even goes first and foremost, well, before we lead anybody is that we have to learn to be led. And that comes back to the point of uh, submitting and submission in our life, which the world as a man in, in our current world or, or worldview 
most men don't want to be led. Yeah. They want to lead, which I think is a natural inclination, you know, and I think that's um, the way God truly designed, uh, at least in some relationships and some aspects of this world is, is that men lead. But at the end of the day, that we can't lead without God leading us. And that's where the world's gotten it backwards. And that's where the three of us would say we've gotten it backwards more For times sure. than not is you know, we try to do it and, and, and look to our own strength, our, our own abilities, rather than saying, okay, God, how are you going to lead me and my family through this? Yeah. And it, it all goes back to our, uh, our submission and saying, God, take my life and, and trusting him and, and recognizing that revelation that I can't do this life without God. And there's nothing that will fulfill me in this world and in this earth other than Christ and Christ alone. That's good. And I think that we forget that. I know I forget that um, all too often and, and try to lead out of my own strength and different aspects of life. And same here. It's that, it's that daily that daily surrender. And I think it, it goes back to, are you in your word? Mm. You know, are you in your word to surrender to Christ? And, and, you know, I think there's seasons where it's very easy to be in your word. I think there's seasons where it's <laughs> troublesome and difficult yeah. to, to get into your word. And uh, that's that fight of every day of yeah. submission because submission takes humility. It takes love. It, it takes a willingness to say, I'm not right. What I think mm -hmm. is not right. But God, I'm going to trust you anyways. But you can't trust God apart from his word and not knowing what God has to say in and through every aspect of life. And, um, you know, I know I, I talked about it in the previous episodes and uh, and I'll bring it up every other episode, I'm sure, is, is being in our word and how crucial that is. And, um, you know, somebody might be listening and, be in a very different uh, aspect of life or, or level of life or however you want to say that. Um, but you can't know God Amen. apart from his word. And that's where it has to start. That's where it has to continue uh, for now until we meet Christ face to face. Yeah. And um, we, we as Christians um, believe God's word is true. And that's what everything has to come back to is what does God's word say about this, that, and the other, and do we truly believe God's word in and through everything? And it takes that submission. It takes that humility to trust God, I think, and in, in and through everything. And I know that's something that God's been working on in me over the years and will continue to do so. And um, I think that's such a, a crucial component to um, what we're discussing here in biblical manhood and submission and what that really looks like is submitting to God and his authority and his word. And, um, no, yeah, it's good. Mike, you were, yeah. But because I think one of the things that I love that you said, Mike, was that it, it should, I mean, I, I personally, maybe this is just me being a little bit more rigid. I think it should be natural for a man to want to lead. Um, you sure. know, yeah, I, yeah. unfortunately I don't necessarily, I mean, listen, this is our podcast. It's, me speaking, it's my opinion. I don't necessarily think well of someone who's a man who doesn't lead. And and I think that one of the things yeah. that you said was that we want to lead God. We don't 
we don't want to submit. Mm-hmm. We we want to lead God with right. And and I think that I've had to really be humbled over the years that you can feel, you know, a call to something, you can feel a a pull for something, you can feel a call to, you know, do things a certain way in your own home. But ultimately if you are literally trying to lead God, you're going to just lead in circles because we are meant to be led by him. And yeah. that's, that's the bottom line. I love in Micah verses uh, chapter six, verse eight, it says he has told you, Oh man, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. And I think that for me, even based off of, the last couple months of my life and especially the last i don't know a couple weeks it's like walk humbly with your god what does that mean it means literally listen to him and do what he says and let him love you because i think that we have this you know this mentality that if if things aren't going well or if, if things aren't looking the exact way we want it to look for not just our jobs, but maybe our home, our kids, our finances. Like we get mad, we shake our fist at God. And I I love that there's this sermon from Sinclair Ferguson where he's talking, he's preaching out of Hebrews and it's entitled fathers and sons. Like we, we should want as a leader to receive feedback from God. And one of the ways that main way God correction and, and discipline and you know we should love discipline from it's a he who who doesn't discipline the, their son that he loves like i mean we all have kids do we not discipline them and and i think that right. being a man and a biblical man a christian man in this this age this culture that we're in as young you know, young Christian men, we need to love discipline from God because that's what allows us to humbly love our wives and humbly love our children and to, to serve them with everything that we have and, and not just Mm -hmm. dictate and demand our home because when we dictate and demand our home and I'm guilty of it, I'm guilty. I have been awful, awful at times. And I, I'm guilty of that because I'm actually trying, it's a, it's a, it is a effect from me trying to dictate God. And because I'm trying to dictate God, I'm going to then go and dictate my wife and dictate my kids. And I forget that my wife is smarter than me. She's way more kind than I am, um, way more compassionate, way more loving and I forget that my oldest kid is only three and doesn't get when I'm yelling at him. He doesn't understand it yeah. when I'm stern. And I'm not saying that maybe that's not, that's, that's maybe that's not an excuse to be, or that's an excuse to not be stern. I'm saying that we, we definitely should discipline, but like if we're disciplining our kids because we're trying to discipline God, it doesn't work like that. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that that's something that has really, really been impressed on my heart because as I told you guys 
I feel like the Lord has really been speaking to me about shepherding and, and shepherding my, my home, shepherding my job, shepherding my kids. And I can't shepherd them properly if I'm constantly hitting them with the rod. The rod's only meant to like pull them back when they're running away and to obviously discipline. But I mean, if it's just constantly throwing a rod around, like it's, it's not, that's not what a, a God fearing and God loving man's home looks like in my opinion. And I'm deeply convicted of that. And I, I feel like, I, I feel like I'm preaching to myself more than anything else and than just sharing thoughts. Yeah. I think that's really good. I think that's, um, I think that's needed in our, in our culture today, even, um, in the church and, and beyond. And I think the word that keeps coming to my mind, even as we're just discussing now is, is trust. Yeah. And I don't think you can shepherd well yeah. without trust. Right. right. And, um, you know, a relationship with, with our wives didn't flourish mm-hmm. without trust. Right. And our relationship with Christ is built on trust that he is who he says he is, which again comes from his word and our understanding of that comes in a deeper fashion from his word. But we learn to trust God over time. We learn to trust our true and better shepherd, right? In Christ, um, in in all things. And the way that we shepherd our lives for those around us, um, whether that's in a, a leadership role or, whether that's on a, on a horizontal plane, uh, you know, coworkers or, or whatever it is, um, all relationships are built on trust. And without trust, you have absolutely nothing to stand on. And I think that, you know, I think that even in, so for example, for, for us as fathers and disciplining our kids, like Ben was just talking about, it comes out of trust from our child that we know better than they do. And at the end of the day, our child should have trust in us that even though we're disciplining them, we're still going to love them and we're still going to laugh and, and have fun with them, you know, in a few minutes after the disciplining is done and over. Um, But there is a, a correction that's needed. And it's the same way um, with our heavenly father and with Christ is, you know, there's times where we need stern correction, but it's done out of love and it's done out of a trust that God is still going to be there. He's still going to lead us. He's still going to care after us uh, and care for us and everything. Um, there's this trust that needs to be established. And it's part of the foundation of our of our faith um, to trust in God and trust who he is um, and that trust stems out to how we live our lives uh, with other people even even the simple um the simple lifestyle of being truthful so people can trust you yeah that's huge um, with co-workers with friends um right. even the simple is form in our community of trust that you know that your neighbors can trust you that you're not going to be you know conniving and, and, and trying to hurt them like that they can trust you even in just living next to them whatever that looks like in your community um, you know your friends can trust you that you're going to be a real friend and 
you know, not go talk about them behind their yeah. back. Um, whatever stage of whatever stage of life we're in, trust is a as a foundational piece to every relationship that we have. Otherwise, it's not a relationship, and we try to distance ourselves further and further from those people. I mean, I can think of people in my past that you know I've probably overly trusted and. Um, that trust was broken and those relationships are tarnished from that point forward. And um, what saving grace that we have in Christ, even for that, because the Lord entrusts us daily that we will pursue him. And how many times do we fail even in the simple task of getting up and reading our Bible on the daily. Right. And that, that it's a, it's a pursuit uh, both ways. You know, it's a, it's a two way street in our relationship with Christ. God, definitely goes a hundred percent of the way all the time and we definitely don't yeah i would say at least in my own yeah. life hardly ever right in, in in the comparison of that right. but uh, it's that daily pursuit it's, it's that daily trusting process that we surrender again that we surrender um in humility that gives us our our biblical manhood and, and, and our strength to live a Christian life in a broken, broken world, especially the world that we live in now. I think that um, understanding these concepts, even now, you know, and, and listen, I don't understand it fully and I'm, I'm trying to dive deeper into it. And, and even in our community, in this conversation here, like we want to go deeper in this. This is why we're talking about it. And we know there's people out there that um likely struggle with this and and maybe you don't and and that's great share that wisdom <laughs> yeah. with other people but um for those that do struggle with this and and understanding and having a a, a solid biblical worldview um it, i think the major one of the major components not the major but one of the major components is trust and and trusting that god is god and that god is who he says he is and that he's the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end and that who he was at the beginning of time and who he is today and who he will be in the future literally never shifts, not even a little bit. It doesn't shift even a paradigm. God is who he says he is and we can rest. We can have peace in that. We can trust in that God is who he says he is. So um, I I think that is such a crucial component to um, our discussion on biblical manhood is trust. And that goes much deeper than, our relationship with Christ, obviously that's the foundation to it all, but that stems to our every aspect of life with, you know, siblings and parents and, um, you know, our families, you know, if, if you're married, if you're not, um, you know, friends, coworkers, whoever it is, it's that trust component that I think is so vital to um, stemming out from uh, that biblical manhood perspective of, of who we are and who we find ourselves in Christ to be is based so on good. trust. So that's, that's good, Mike. So I guess to snowball off that, I I feel like to trust God and you've, you've hit on this, Mike, and I have no Pat, you've hit on this, that we have to be in our word and we have to be digging in. And I, I think that men specifically, we are so guilty at times of, checking off the box of a devotional and and you know i think that i think i don't know if this was pat and your notes so i'm stealing it bro and forgive me 
Um, but I'll at least no give you problem. credit for it. Um, I think it's, you said, <laughs> if you are to be a man of God, how you view the world and everything in it will be colored by the truth of his word and his son. And I mean, yeah. dude, that should probably be like the tagline of this podcast, like as a whole, what the cruciform life is. You said it way better. Where was that? Because that you said it so much better than I did. But that that is right there. That's how we trust him, right? We trust him by going yeah. back to what Mike was hammering home earlier. Like you trust him by knowing him. You know him by his word. His word is unfailing, unending. It is forever. And we have the greatest gift in the world that we have it. And it it's that is what shapes how we do everything, knowing what it says and having it not just knowing what it says, but having it impressed on our heart and really living that out right you know and pursuing christ who you know he is the end romans 10 3 through 4 for being ignorant of the righteousness of god and seeking to establish their own they did not submit to god's righteousness for christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes and christ is the end he is the alpha the omega in our in our shortcomings our failures, our, our duffs, everything. I'm so thankful that we can rely on Christ because Christ came. He lived the perfect life that we can't, won't, and are not living. And he died the perfect death for us. And we can trust that God who, so like zoom out a little bit, God who purposely designed all of this in his sovereignty we can trust him in our daily situations yeah. because of the fact that he, from the beginning of time, had it all planned that he would send his son at the right time to save us. And and yeah. not just save us, but to show us how to live, to show us how to be yeah. a man, right. to show us how to, yep. to, to do all of the things that we do, to, to be leaders in every environment that we're in. Like leading, in my opinion, does not stop period and it's not necessarily a title it's not an office it's not anything i mean we're all involved in multiple ministries in our church and you know leading doesn't just start and end there it doesn't start and end when we come home or when we wake up it's it's every minute of every day and man without knowing his word where are you gonna do it where are you going with it And I think that that's trust right there too, because if you don't know and understand God and who he is, who he says he is, know his character, know his attributes and know his son, how on earth would you ever trust him? How would you put your entire family's livelihood in him? And how would you put your entire life in his hands? Um, And and I think that that is just that is a mark trust absolutely and and pursuing christ not just checking off a box but pursuing him the pursuing an in-depth knowledge of him and who he is and what he's done that is trust and that is knowing him that is being a man that's what helps shape you in being a man yeah yeah and just to kind of piggyback off of that ben that's so awesome like we have to, as men, we have to 
know we, we have to come to the realization, even though sometimes we don't want to, that God's desire is to be Lord over every facet sure. of our lives. You, you know, his, his plan is, is, is for you um, to know that his word directs our decisions uh, that we make, the relationships we engage in, and ultimately like the course that our life goes. Um, like what you were talking about earlier, Mike, with worldview, I like how you brought up like a worldview. We need a biblical worldview, um, you know, of, um, you know, maybe that was formed, you know, maybe as a child, you know, um, maybe you were brought up in the church or maybe uh, you had a strong mentor, a loving church family, you know, maybe it was, it was outside of church. Like, like I was in church, but I didn't have the type of, structure and and home life to um kind of cultivate that relationship with jesus that i do now um you know if that's the case then your worldview needs to be altered it needs to be christ-centered it needs to be you know you need to apply that biblical truth um into each and every area of your life um because you know god wants all of you and not just parts of you yeah. he wants all of you that's so good yeah, that was that. That's great, and I think that was really good conversation. Um, I think that's a, a great landing spot for uh, to end this time around. So uh, we'll we'll pray, and we'll be back soon with our next episode. So, Lord, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for this conversation, uh, this continued conversation on what biblical manhood looks like. And um, Lord, we just pray that uh, you would just instill a, a deeper trust. Uh, for ourselves to trust in you even more, God, and um, that we would shepherd every aspect of our lives well, God. Um, Lord, we thank you for this conversation. We thank you for our friendship, um, Lord, and we just pray that these few and simple words that we have, Father, Lord, would just impact somebody that listened today. We just tell you we Amen. love you, and we thank you in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.